Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, you know it's Taz and Moose. You know it's Taz and Moose. Hey. Hour three, Taz Moose with you on this Tuesday. CBS Sports Radio live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studio. Rocket Mortgage with you every step of the way to provide a seamless mortgage experience. Let's talk a little bit about the association. Welcome aboard Ian Thompson, author of The Soul of Basketball, is a uh, friend of the program, joined us numerous times. Hey, Ian, Taz of the Moose with you. Thanks for a couple minutes this morning, bud. Yeah, what's up, Ian? Hey, good morning. I have no idea what we're going to talk about. Nothing's going on. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. It's all quiet in the NBA yeah, right uh, now. It's all Kawhi. Um, yeah, yeah. That's How about that? Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> see that plan work? Did you see that, yeah, Ian? <laughs> you know, with all the reports coming out of Los Angeles, and there's not a lot. I mean, it's all real speculation because his his inner circle seems to, to control the narrative here. What's your take on um, when we get a Kawhi decision and where do you think he ultimately lands? You know, clearly he's going by his own timetable. I don't know when he's going to do it. But the fact that the Lakers seem to be right in the middle of it, I think, sends a really strong signal. They wouldn't they wouldn't be in the middle of it unless there was something there. And if you think about what his cha- choices are at this point, you know, he can stay in Toronto with a team that, that barely won the championship, can, can look to get out of the East every year, but probably isn't as talented as the teams in the West. He can go to the Clippers, who are really building something strong from the ground up. But again, not a lot of star talent around him. Or he can go to a team with the Lakers where there will be three stars and they will be counting on playing for the championship every single year. Uh, you know, Ian, I, yeah. I, just, I just don't know how I, I think the Lakers have to be the favorite. Yeah, but so to that point, Ian, like Moose and I have been talking about this a lot throughout the show, as you can imagine today. <clears throat> Excuse me. So the thing is, though, wouldn't you think, though, like someone like Kawhi, I understand he's not, he's not a type A personality. I get he's, you know, he's just, he's all about playing. He's got, you know, he's he's focused on that. He don't get hung up in the drama. But wouldn't you think that you go, you leave San Antonio with all the issues there, with the injuries, not injured, all his players, his coach, they're all talking about him. He goes to Toronto, no one expects it. Who would have thunk it? They win the whole kit and caboodle, and he's the front man. He's on top, and he proves something. That's pretty impressive. So wouldn't you think that for him, for Kawhi to go to the Lakers, he's going he's gonna to more or less be the third man or second man, he's going to be subservient to LeBron James. That's that's his team. It's not LeBron. It's not Kawhi's team. Wouldn't you think that's something that maybe he doesn't want to do? That's a great point, and he may very he may very well decide that. He may very well decide that this is not for him. Because when you look at the Miami Heat, when it was uh, LeBron, Wade, and Chris Bosh, Chris, Chris Bosh was left out. Uh, the Celtics' big three of Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce, Ray Allen. Ray Allen was always feeling left out. Uh, in Cleveland, it was LeBron, Kyrie, and Kevin Love. Kevin Love was the third wheel. He was left out. Right. I don't know. How, I don't know how the Lakers will make sense of this unless LeBron has tells them, unless he he's telling Kawhi and 
clearly this is all because LeBron is recruiting, recruiting Kawhi. I mean, that that this is a LeBron show. It's the fact that they're in there with Kawhi, and maybe LeBron is saying to him, "Look, I'm I've played um, by the end of the season. I think LeBron will be third all time in minutes in in NBA history." So he's got maybe he's saying to them, "I'm the old guy here. I'm gonna be setting you guys up. I'm the point guard. I don't need to be averaging 30 points a game anymore." This is your team, you two guys, and I, I'm going to be the facilitator, all of that kind of stuff. Maybe, maybe that's the pitch, that, that Anthony Davis is the big man, uh, Kawhi is the middle guy, and LeBron is in the backcourt, and, and LeBron's just going to be more of a pure point guard. I, I don't see it. I really don't see it that right. way. I, I think when they're under pressure, who would you rather have taking the shot and making the play than LeBron James? So. But it, it could go either way, and and then in the middle of it all, you have a guy like Kawhi that's just so difficult to read, as you guys say. So I'm just I'm just struck by the fact that nobody was talking about the Lakers for the longest time, and now in the last week, we're all talking about the Lakers. Back in 2010, when LeBron left to go to Miami, no one had been talking about Miami beforehand, and then it happened when he went to the Cavaliers. The Cavaliers hired a coach, David Blatt, not thinking that LeBron would ever be coming back to Cleveland, and then he went back. So these things come by surprise a lot. No, they they do. Um, you know, so right now, I mean, it, it, what I'll ask you this way, Ian. You know, from what you understand, what drives Kawhi here? I mean, is it you know, is he? A, he I know he's all about winning. Does he care about his legacy? Uh, you know, is it about playing at home? I mean, is it about being a man on a team? What do you think? He, what do you think internally drives Leonard? I mean, all we can go by are the clues, and the first clue is winning, you know, and, and doing whatever he needs to win and improving himself as a player to win, you know, filling out his game, becoming more than a system player, becoming more than a defender, uh, becoming the guy that can create his own shot and then make the big shots at the end of the game, can carry a team. That, he's a self-made guy that way. So that winning has got to be really important to him considering all that he's put into his game to get to the point where he can win. So he wants to be on teams that can win. And then I think respect has something to do for it, too. You heard when he was leaving San Antonio, he felt like he wasn't being treated like a star. And then he got to Toronto, and they definitely treated him that way. They were very deferential. Are you feeling okay today? We're not going to push you. We're going to call it load management so it doesn't look bad when you're resting uh, and they, they took care of him like a star. They made him feel like a star, like he was respected, like like the work he was putting into his game was respected. So if he goes to the Lakers, they're the they are the star team in the NBA. They're they're right. the franchise that's known for taking care of its stars and LeBron is there to make sure that they do. And I, I, I so I, I can see going to Lakers, he knows he would be with players that can put him into the finals every year. He can't do it by himself, but he knows that he can do it. And he's he's got to have LeBron telling him, I'm going to set you up. You're not going to see yourself dipping uh, if you come here. You're, I'm going to take responsibility for making sure that you feel welcome, you're appreciated, and that you maintain your level as a player. You're not going to fall back. That, that, I think, is the message. Whether he believes it or not, whether he, you know, but think about it. if he goes to the Clippers, 
and the Lakers go out and get a couple of good players instead of Kawhi, the Lakers are going to have the better team between LeBron and Anthony Davis, and he's always going to be looking up to Lakers, I, I think, with, well, with LeBron being able to play for a number of years and Anthony Davis just entering his peak years. Uh, yeah, it could be. And, you know, uh, just to circle back for a second, what you said about the Lakers, uh, even before that, what you said, because you're right, Ian, I mean, um, <clears throat> you know, how the Toronto Raptors treated you know, Kawhi Leonard like a star and handled the load management. Um, but don't you think that with the Lakers, uh, the guy who's going to get the break and not have to play as much and be handled with load management is LeBron James because he's older, because of his legacy. You know, so Kawhi Leonard might be playing more, you know, during the regular season because you can't have, as you know, Ian, you can't have two guys on load management, two big stars like this, right? Oh, I think they would. Okay. I, to- I totally think they would. And they would not be worried about winning the most games during the regular season. And they, they, they would just be managing their team to get into the playoffs and then go on a two-month tear with everybody playing their best. Yeah, I, I think as long as they, they were you know in the top three or so in the West, they, they'd be fine, as long as everybody was happy going into the playoffs. So under normal cir- circumstances, you're totally right. Under normal circumstances, you wouldn't have two guys. But if we're talking about a Lakers team with LeBron, Anthony Davis, and Kawhi Leonard, that's arguably the top three players in the NBA. And I don't ever remember that ever happening. No. Where you had the top yeah, no, three No, we were saying that earlier. You're right. No, you're right about that for sure. Yeah. And so they, they, could, they could live with it. They could live with, you know, 10 games a year when both LeBron and Kawhi aren't playing. Probably win, I don't know, three, four, five, six of those games and – I'm telling you, when when we get into June and they're playing well together and everybody's healthy, no one's going to remember those 10 games that they missed during the regular season. We're talking to Ian Thompson, author of The Soul of Basketball. All right, Ian, away from Kawhi here, you know, $2.9 billion in contracts and extensions were doled out when free agency in the NBA got going at 6 o'clock Eastern time uh, on Sunday night, right? I mean, it came fast, it came quick, it came in a hurry. Obviously, the biggest headline in Brooklyn with the Nets. Um what the the impact here, short term, long term, of both Kyrie and Durant landing in Brooklyn? It's really, really, really unpredictable because um, Kyrie now in the last three years he was with LeBron. Kawhi is being drawn to LeBron. It looks like it looks like Anthony Davis was drawn to LeBron. Kyrie was repelled by him. Kyrie left. Cleveland left the chance to, to keep winning with LeBron to go to Boston, said he wanted his own team. Two years later, he's bailed on the Celtics uh, just a few months after promising to resign with them in public. So he's, he's a total wild card. You, you don't know what you're going to get. You know you're going to get a great scorer and everything, but you don't know what you're going to get as far as a leader. And he's in a leadership position now with this team, especially with Durant out for a year. So, and then you don't know what you're going to get from Durant physically when he does come back. I would think he's going to be really, really good, but you just don't know for sure. Well, at so, 32 years old with an Achilles, yeah. No, he'll be exactly. back at 32, yeah. yeah. Exactly, yeah. Now, Dominique Wilkins came back and, and performed at a high level from it, but you just really you really don't know. So it, there's a gamble here, and yet this, this move puts the Nets on the map, right? It makes It brings respect to them. It shows that that they're not this laughing stock that gave up all the picks to the Celtics in the bad trade years ago, that they really have built something that could attract these two kinds of players. But whether it turns into, you know, great success on the court, I don't know. But at least it's at the very least it's it's raised their profile within the league. 
You're listening to Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. Our special guest right now is Ian Thompson, author of The Soul of Basketball. So so sticking on that topic, if you don't mind, uh, Ian, of the Nets, So, and speaking of Kevin Durant, you know, how comfortable do you think that Durant will be in Brooklyn with the Nets? I mean, you know, be, being out with Golden State for so much time and stuff like that. Do you think he'll find his comfort zone? I know he's going to be rehabbing the first year he's not playing. I get it. But uh, do you think he'll have an uh, issue with getting comfortable within the Brooklyn organization? I, I would think so because they, they've they done such a good job of building um, an organization that's that's around winning, that's around developing the players, I mean, they don't seem like like a, a distracted place as opposed to the Knicks, you know, where the <laughs> yeah. Knicks always have stuff going on that prevents them from winning. Then the Nets, Drew, these guys that are running the Nets now, they do a really bad hand. They had no draft picks. They had a terrible team. And how do you build that? And Well, look how they built it. They, they really built it from the ground up. They did it the hard way. And so I, I think there's a lot of respect there for them. And then, you know, he's going to the East – as an injured player, albeit, but Durant, Durant's going to the East at a time where everybody else is bailing on the East. LeBron left. Kawhi might be leaving. Uh, and if Kawhi leaves, then the East is going to be wide open. And I, 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 don't, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if the Nets underachieve with these two guys, if they don't really live up to expectations. But I also would not be surprised. This is how much of a wild card it is. I also wouldn't be surprised if the Nets end up going to the NBA Finals in a couple of years because the East is just so wide open and so much less talented than the West really is. going to be opportunities for for teams, for a lot of different teams, to get the NBA Finals out of the East now. Not to win the championship, but just to get out, get to the NBA Finals. You know, Ian, why do the Knicks fail repeatedly? I mean, they you know they, they walk around like they've won you know 20 NBA championships. The franchise does. They haven't. The arrogance. They thought Durant and Kyrie were coming. They didn't. They had to go to plan B. They traded Porzingis. I mean, the ineptitude for the Knicks here. Uh, why can't they, you know, h- how long does it continue? And why do you think stars aren't drawn to Madison Square Garden like the Knicks believe they are? You know, it, it's a great question because it answered itself. Right? When you talked about trading for Zingos. <laughs> and I, all, see, all season long, we've been hearing that it's almost a done deal, right? That, that uh, Durant and Kyrie were going to the Knicks. And they even sent out a letter to their season ticket holders kind of hinting at that. And it's it's just a it's not a smart way to run things in this era, especially everybody in the NBA knows that Kevin Durant changes his mind a lot. And and that you, in Oklahoma City they thought he was going to stay before he left to go to Golden State. So you just couldn't count on him committing, even if he was sending all these signals he was going to go to the next, they should never have counted on him going there. And then for them to trade their best player to to get both of them, I, it's just more of the same. It's just more of the same now for decades. And it's only going to change when James Dolan changes one way or another. Well, that, that's really, what I was, really was just going to ask you. Let me interrupt. I was going to ask you that. I mean, like, Dolan... I mean, is he the flat-out reason why they just can't attract these bigger players, man? Is that the reason? Yeah, but it's not, it's not because of who he is as a person. It's the way he's behaved all these years. It's the way he's run this team. It's, it's not they, – they don't look at James Dolan and say, oh, that, that's a bad guy. I don't want to be here. It's because 
James Dolan has owned the team badly. He's run the team badly. And they, they, they just keep making the same mistakes over and over again. They're not structured. In my, in my book, one of my favorite things in, in the book I wrote about LeBron and the NBA, Pat Riley told me that Kareem Abdul-Jabbar told him years and years ago when Pat Riley was just starting to coach, look, Pat, your job is to put together a structure where the best players like me, we don't have to worry about making sure everybody's on time, making sure that the, they know the plays. All of the little things have to be put together by the organization so that the great players can just worry about being great. And the Knicks have not created that environment. No, it's listen, that's great. I mean, that, that is a great statement. You're dead on correct. Uh, you know, and how about Philadelphia, the 76ers? My, you know, Taz is a huge Sixer fan. Um, and they lose Butler in that signing trade with Miami as Riley gets himself a, you know, a guy to, you know, kind of your typical Pat Riley, hardworking, really good player, gritty down in, in South Beach. But what about this 76er team with now Embiid, Simmons, Al Horford, who's a great locker room presence, and bringing back Tobias Harris, the big four down in Philly. What about the 76ers here moving forward? So on paper, they should be the favorite now if Kawhi leaves. If Kawhi leaves Toronto, they should be the favorite to win the East. But there is so much pressure now on Ben Simmons because during the playoffs this past season, Jimmy Butler was running the team. Ben Simmons was not. They were not trusting Ben Simmons. Jimmy Butler was the guy. And now without him, who is, who's going to be the engine? Who's going to drive them? I know, I know their best player is Joel Embiid, you know, but is, is Ben Simmons going to be able to run their team? And is he going to be able to shoot enough where teams have to defend him in the half court? Those are big questions. And so on paper, there's a lot of pressure on Philadelphia to be, be great and to make the finals and have a chance to win the championship. But really, it's a very fragile thing because it all depends on Ben Simmons, who has yet to show that he can do that. No, he hasn't shown that. And and here's the other frustrating thing, Ian, is we all know the wart to his game is the outside shooting, right? I mean, LeBron was not a great outside shooter coming in from high school, right? Michael worked on his mid-range game throughout the course of his career. Why, how can Ben Simmons not develop and work on an outside shot? I mean, how... how I mean, how is he not in the gym and developing an outside shot? It's almost like he, in these moments in the play, he's afraid to shoot the basketball. He does look like he's afraid. And a, a difference from, between LeBron and Ben Simmons is right off the bat coming into the league. LeBron had a decent shooting stroke. You could just see it when he shot. And Ben Simmons has the ugliest shot maybe in the league. And it hasn't become prettier the elbow stick still sticks out and all of the problems that shooting coaches complain about he exhibits and and so for him to become a good shooter he has to overhaul it he has to be really he has to really humble himself and take it all apart and put it back together again he has to teach himself how to shoot all over again that's that's a really humbling thing and he he hasn't done it yet is he working on it this summer maybe he is i don't know but until he does it, I, I don't know if, if he can – I don't know if there's enough practice in the world for him to fix that shot because of just the way it's structured, you know. And so that, that's a big thing. He came in here with – he came into the NBA with, with a poorly structured shooting stroke. And until he fixes that, I don't know if he'll ever be a shooter. Ian Thompson, author of The Soul of Basketball. Ian, we'll close it out here. Taz and I were having a discussion earlier, what's best for the NBA. We'll go back to where we began, and that is around Kawhi Leonard. 
Do you think it's it's better for the NBA for Leonard to end up in a Laker uniform, or do you think it's better for the NBA to end, end up in the, with either the Clippers or Raptors? You know, um, the NBA has always had these super teams, and it's it's sort of been over the years. Uh, ever since Bird and Magic came in, it, it's it's been the opposite of the NFL. The NFL has always been a parody league, and you never really knew for sure who was going to win, even though the Patriots seem to be there every year now. Um, but the NBA has always been built around these great players and these great teams. In the 80s, uh, which is still seen as the golden era, it was always the Celtics and the Lakers. It was always those two teams. And so I, I think the model for the NBA is, is Kawhi Leonard going there and having the super team, especially with the Lakers, who are their Dallas Cowboys of the NBA. And, and I, I, I would think that that's an easy sell for everybody in the NBA. If, they're, if we're talking about making money and drawing in audiences, and people wanting to see the Lakers win or wanting to see them lose, no matter how you feel about them, you're going to want to watch them. So I, I, I would think as far as marketing, uh, me personally, I, I would think it would be cool if he stayed in Toronto. I mean, I haven't. Yeah, we're I've been talking about what yeah, I've been talking about what I would what I would prefer, but I think that'd be very cool if he stayed in Toronto. But I, I just I don't think that's going to happen. Ian Thompson, author of The Soul of Basketball, check out the book. Uh, it's a fantastic book wherever books are sold. Hey, Ian, thank you so much for the time this morning. Always great to talk a little basketball with you. Thanks, Ian. Uh, appreciate, it, guys. Thanks. Thank you. Care, got man. it. Uh, Soul of Basketball is the book. Uh, good spot. Hop online, buy it, purchase it. Yeah. Book to read on the beach, yeah. wherever you might be. On the beach. beach. Hold on a second. Wherever you might be vacationing. Beach. I'm eating. Beach. I'm eating the grilled chicken, teriyaki base. You're not eating all day on the beach. <laughs> you could be as eating grilled chicken. Well, well, you know, I, a I, nice I skewer, a nice chicken skewer on the beach. Right, but what are you taking four hours to eat it? It's gonna be loaded up with sand. Gotta, it's disgusting. You gotta eat slow, bro. I understand you gotta eat slow. I you get use it. Those I barbecues at the beach. I do not. No. I don't either. I don't. I don't bring the barbecues. I bring no, my, I roll out my own. Cooler. No, I'm propane. Not, no, I'm not. Yeah, Imagine it's too much, dude. Crank it up. No, but there are people that do that. They bring out the little tent. The it's it's it too takes, much work, bro. It takes four hours no. to set up and then and then to take it all down, then hauling it back it's and forth much. to the beach. And they, some some people love doing that. I know, I don't. I look at them, I shake my head, and I'm like, these these, these people are sick. Give me a nice chair, yeah. a cooler. The less movement, the better. Just yes. hand me the food. That's that's, that's it. That's hand kind of, me the food. I want to be sedentary. Yeah, that's okay. it. I don't want to move. I, I agree with you. Yeah, no, no, I'm the same way. I don't do that, but uh, do you read on the no. beach? No, no. Look at me. Do I look like I read anything on the beach? No, so no, that's not true. Come on, you're not on social media. You're not doing anything. You don't oh, read you mean, a book? I didn't mean like read a book. Yeah, you know. No, I haven't read a book since 1982. <laughs> Stop. I read Instant Instant Replay by Jerry Kramer. <laughs> Remember Jerry Kramer played for the Packers. Jerry Kramer, offensive guard. Yeah. No, no, um, no, I, I, no. I on the phone. Yeah, I'll do the social media gimmick. I'll look yeah. at the phone. You know, I got. Uh, you. I people watch. You know, I'm on the beach. I do like to watch people. I'm with you. Sometimes you got to be careful. When, when I start reading, when my book, wife sit with me, if I'm people watch too much. Yeah, <laughs> I understand. Looking at the window, <laughs> yeah. I, I, a, I do have uh, a tendency when I start to read a book, I start to doze off. Do you, oh, son of the water, yeah. and the seagulls chirping. Yeah, you start yeah, to get yeah. tired. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I could, I. And the glare and the uh, the glare of the sun the starts sun to hurt my you. eyes. Yeah, yeah. We got a cabana on the beach on vacation. 
Uh, like rent the rent the I, cabana. I've not rented. Not no. I've rented a cabana when we've gone when we were on our honeymoon Listen, in certain other resorts. Yeah, but I'm going to tell you. I'm going to give you a vacation. You go with your kids. They'll love it. And then yeah. you and your wife can thank me for this. Beautiful spot. <laughs> not far. Nice, easy drive. Yeah. Hershey, Pennsylvania. Okay. <laughs> go to and I'll plug them right here. Hotel Hershey. Oh. And they have a pool. When my son was younger, and my nieces and my nephews, we would all go. The pool is amazing. They have that crazy like uh, slide. The the hotel's gorgeous, beautiful. Right by Hershey Park. It's there. right across the street from Hershey Park. Okay. I don't suggest going to Hershey Park. We we would go to hotel. We would go to Hershey just stay at the resort, and that's it. We didn't even go to the park. You didn't go there. You didn't do the no. chocolate and all that. Uh, we did the chocolate factory once, but not the not the uh, the rides. Okay, it's a little sketchy there. Uh, so anyway, no. But you go you go to hotel Hershey. This place is gorgeous. Okay. <laughs> and for the kids, the pool is phenomenal. And you rent a cabana by the pool. So it's not everybody hanging all over you and spilling stuff, strangers, you know, kicking stuff, kicking yeah. you, knocking your stuff over. You got your own little private. Dude, remember when the Jets were, um, they had the Jets on the uh, hard knocks? Yes. Years back? Yeah. We were there during that summer. And all I did every day on vacation was sit in the cabana. On the chair and watch Hard Knocks. On the, they, have, they have TVs in these cabanas. Nice. It's phenomenal. A little expensive, checked, but it, the cabanas are more expensive to rent. But it's nice. It's nice. All right. It's worth the kids love the little, ref, little refrigerator in there oh, in, in each cabana. Oh, nice. Private little spot. Right, you can watch the kids, so you know, there's no issues in the water. You nothing's know, happening. You, nothing's happening, dude. They have like a little walk-in, like a sand. It's like I work for Hotel oh, Hershey. Man. I gotta check that it's out. Like a, All it's right. Traveling. I know. Spot. Yeah. You might. You've been there, Mike. Yeah, one time as a kid years ago. Really enjoyed it. Not to the hotel. To the hotel, yeah. Oh, you know the hotel. Wow. Yeah, I'll, my you. biggest memory is all the free chocolate on wow. the bed at night. You were at oh, the Hotel yeah. Hershey. That's right. They have them at the bed. The, the chocolate on the bed. <laughs> you know. He knows, Bruce. Candy bars on the bed. Dude, is it not a nice spot? Yeah, it was very nice. Really nice spot. Really yeah, good. Check it out. Yeah, Thank go you. check it out the kids. You're welcome. Thank you for the little. You're like a travel. I'm like a travel agent. I've been all really over the place, bro. You know, I've been all over the place. Made right. money a few places. Yeah, travel really. agency. I've done some stuff. Yeah, right. I know you. Yeah. Have. I, mean, I know. I know. Tra- I know. I know. <laughs> if I didn't know, I know. If you didn't know, you it gets beat over your head here for how many months? Uh, Nineteen. Right. Eighteen yeah. months. Nineteen. Uh, Nineteen and six hours. Uh, yeah. Well, we're going on month twenty. There we go. Right? Can we make it to twenty-one? <laughs> well, yes, I hope so. How about thirty? Huh? Yeah. You go, yeah. No. I, <laughs> no, I, no I, God, I hope so. Oh, not a lot of people there at this event. <laughs> Way to switch to something. No, that's Wimbledon. No. That's, that's Wimbledon. I'm like, wow, that, that camera, that's a lot of yeah, people Yeah, that's there. the All England Club. All right. Uh, <laughs> we got the three coming your way oh, next. Turf. It's Taz and Moose, CBS Sports Radio. Give Taz and the Moose a call. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4227. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. That's right. On this uh, Tuesday morning, Bogus is back in the house. What's up going on, Andrew? How you doing, buddy? I'm doing well, Moose. Thanks for asking. Oh. Weird Al, Taz. We had the... Uh, Mr. Moose, I was giving Andrew some vacation advice, too, during a break. Yes. Nice. That's what I do. That's what I do. You're on top of it. I try to help people out, Moose. Good job by you. That's what I do. You know me. I'm always very helpful. You're That's, a giver. I am a giver. I'm not a taker. No. I'm definitely a giver. Uh, that's my style. Nope. That's what I do. 
So I'm nice to everyone here. But you people don't like me. I kind of was thinking this yesterday. Um, I was thinking this as I was sitting in the yard by the pool. Um, upper or lower pool? Upper. Okay. I feel like Lebr- like uh, Kevin Durant, how he felt with the Warriors, how he felt like an outcast. I'm an outcast here. Oh, stop. Here's the thing, though. Uh, I don't think he actually is an outcast. I think his feelings were bogus, or at least to blame. He was partly to blame for them. You are correctly, you feel like an outcast because I am we have outcast. shunned oh. you, yes, because we right. don't we don't understand this, it. Yeah. This is yeah. true. This is see, at us. least you're honest. Yeah. Yes. See, but I I am an outcast, and Moose, I am, and I know that here I'm an outcast. I know you guys try to act like embracing to me, but I don't feel the real love. All it's right. fake love. So oh. it's okay. I'm from the wrestling business. I'm used to people working me. So it's like what I do every day in my life. Yes. So I've been doing yes. this for thirty years. So so yeah, I wish there was real love here, and I know there's not. I know. I feel like when I when I leave, you guys have like a big party, like every day. Like you guys I hang out. I wouldn't say the party's big. No, <laughs> it's a small gathering, intimate. Yes. Yeah, I mean we twenty okay. tables. Yeah, know. it's more romantic than anything else. I wouldn't Sitting say a big around party. and talking about me, probably. I mean, there's Ripping no catering, me. but you know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just not. I just, I, I'm like Durant. I'm like Kevin Durant. Uh, you know. We doing Italian today. Uh, that's all right. Who's getting the cake? That's all right. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, here is you your... notice how Moose doesn't deny it. No, you notice. No, he's he's just denying. Denying. Uh, yeah, funny. no I've heard this. You notice? Yeah. What are you talking? I'm playing. What do you want me to say? I, what you... I want you to say this. Taz, no, true. you love. You are loved. Me. I've said we it before. You. I've said it before. You want to, but you want to continue to pound home the, on the on the pound stone. Home. That uh, that you're not loved. I, I've said it before. You're, you... Why do you gotta say pound? Like like I'm sitting there putting it in granite with a love. Yes, you just spike. continue to hammer it home, hammer it home, boom, hammer it home. Boom, ha- boom, right, boom. over and over, over, Non-stop, over, over. Relentless, right. Yeah. relentless. Right. Yeah. No, Taz, you're loved. You're All loved. Right. That's that's it. I just want to feel it. the love. That's well, what you I should feel. feel. I want to feel the love. And I, now feel. I feel a little bit better. Oh, good. I'm you know, yeah, a little bit. There you go. Yeah. All right. All right, KD. All right, here uh, here's your report. It is sponsored by Wrangler Outdoor. Pants and shirts made with durable fabrics, moisture management, and UPF 30 protection. Wrangler Outdoor. Clothing with outdoor credibility and everyday versatility. Try them on today. If you were on Twitter yesterday afternoon, you might have seen Texas Rangers beat reporters suspicious of the mood around the ballpark. The Rangers were designated veteran righty Shelby Miller for assignment, but that didn't explain the atmosphere the reporters were eventually asked to leave the clubhouse. Then we all found out the terrible truth of Angels lefty Tyler Skaggs being found dead in the team hotel room. No foul play was evident, and police told the L.A. Times they don't suspect Skaggs committed suicide. Rangers manager Chris Woodward. There's, there's been a few tragedies, obviously, recently, and it's just it's heartbreaking. And you could tell our guys were, were pretty upset. The Angels involved in too many of these tragedies. Former player Luis Valbuena died in a car accident back in December. And pitcher Nick Aidenhart was killed by a drunk driver 10 years ago. The Angels and Rangers didn't play last night, but as of now, are scheduled for a 7 central first pitch this evening. Only four games last night. The Rays beat the O's 6-3. Milwaukee's 8-6 win in Cincinnati included homer number 30 for Christian Yelich. The Giants took care of the Padres 13-2, and the Pirates routed the Cubs 18-5. All-star first baseman Josh Bell, three homers a career-high 7 RBI. Reports in Boston say Nathan Yavaldi will return from his elbow injury as the Red Sox closer, not in the starting rotation. Boston relievers allowed 22 runs over the weekend in London, 
and working out of the pen would get Yavaldi off the IL quicker because he wouldn't need to rebuild all that arm strength. We're still waiting on Kawhi Leonard as the second full day of NBA free agency begins. Leonard may have begun his meetings last night with the Clippers. The New York Times thinks the Warriors could definitely trade D'Angelo Russell if they're doing a sign-and-trade with the Nets. The Dubs have already flipped the other two players they got from Brooklyn. Shabazz Napier and Trevion Graham are now T-Wolves property. The World Cup Final Four begins today with the U.S. and England in Lyon. The English press has taken some shots at the American side, saying the players are too cocky. Uh, Forward Kristen Press disagrees. I don't think our team is arrogant at all. I think that our team is confident um we're respectful of our opponents and i think the way that we respect them is uh by preparing for each game um against as if the the opponent that we're going to play is the best in the world the match today begins at three eastern sweden and the netherlands play tomorrow the championship game is on sunday what what is the like i mean even even people from our country american sports fans just american people have knocked this team. I don't understand that. I don't understand that. I mean, they're a great team. This is a great U.S. national soccer team, wins team, and and they play with confidence. They have fun when they're playing. I mean, who was that? Kristen Press, you just said, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, so it's like, I, I, and she's right. I don't just. I, I think there's some that looked at uh, their opening match and, um, and said they could have uh, certainly uh, maybe uh, – Taking the foot off the gas, maybe not celebrate as much when they scored what thirteen goals. You know, Rapino's gotten a little political. I think it does. I think there's certainly a, a section in our uh, in our community and you know in our society that are uncomfortable when you know uh, women speak like men do and are outspoken. Well, that's um, ridiculous. Yeah. But but there I mean but Taz it's the truth. Oh no I mean, no I'm not saying it's yeah, not. I agree. It's, yeah, I know you I, do. I know. I, you I, I'm not agree. saying yeah. that's okay. It's it doesn't bother stuff. me. But there are certain people that that it does bother, and and they do get annoyed by that, and they they don't want women women to be outspoken, or they don't want women to be bombastic. They appreciate you know men. It's a okay when women do it and show that kind of well, alpha male mentality. Right. They're bothered by when. The, the the women show women show alpha female mentality that right. that bothers them. Well, that's and, that, and that's called and you know this that's a massive double standard. I, I don't disagree with no, you, I know but you, I mean yeah. I think all of those things come into play. I think it's all nonsense. It's ridiculous. I mean I think it's I agree with you. I think they should be celebrated. I can't <laughs> wait. I hope they I hope they put eight goals up on England. Me today. too. And then, now I, I understand about the excessive celebration. I, and we talked about that would happen. Yeah. Who cares? Right? Whatever. Have fun. And, and you know as far and it's like well don't don't keep scoring. Don't keep scoring. Well, this is not T-ball, okay? And they're keeping score. This is a nat- this is a worldwide event, and isn't it goal differential? Isn't it? I believe it is, right? It's- yes. Well, yeah, yeah. It could have been. Yeah. yeah. So I right. mean, like, <laughs> no, but you got to you got to you got to just win and pound. Yeah, I, I, is, I don't this, think it's a, adults. I, mean, right. like, you know. I, I don't know if it's necessarily just the amount of goals, Taz. I think it was a way they the celebrate celebrations. The yeah. Well, you know, I, I again, I I have no problem with that. But the thing is, this look, they beat France. Okay, in France on their home ground. Correct. Okay, now today the big game. Okay, against uh, against England, which I told you, I have people on Twitter coming at me like crazy. Yeah, the English, English fans are crazy. They're crazy wrestling fans and they're crazy soccer or football fans. <laughs> so I'm dealing with this now. Is that your English accent? Yeah, my football. Well, I did an English accent the other day, Moose. Remember, I sounded yes. like a pirate. Well, he sounded Scottish. Yeah, yeah. That's close enough. Yes. Don't be on our lady. 
is that, matey? That, that's my English accent. Ho-ho, matey. So you're the dad from uh, So I Married an Axe Murderer. Um, <laughs> Mike Myers. Yeah. Right, Mike Myers. Right. Dude. Yeah, Can't I didn't even think of that. That's... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I don't. I'm not good with impressions. I that mean, would be fun today watching the United States. I'm looking forward to it, man. Right. I, well, remember I spitballed. I gave. Uh, I predicted the score last yeah. week. You were wrong. I was right. Remember yeah, that? I remember Correct. that. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Three, and, one, two, one. Yeah. yeah. So um, maybe I'll do it again today. All right. Yeah. Uh, we'll look forward. We're looking to that. for that. We're looking right. for that now. When are we doing this? No, we'll do it <laughs> next segment. Here we go. Next segment. Bogus, you're oh, done. Let's get sure. to it. Here's we go. The three. All right. It is now time for the three. We get you caught up on the three biggest headlines of the day with Taz and the Moose. Number one. The NBA waits on Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, they do. No word as of yet. A lot of rumors and rumblings last night that it was going to be the Lakers. uh, And that's where the lean seems to be right now, where that's the heavy lean, is that he ends up with LeBron James and Anthony Davis, but the Clippers are not out. The Raptors are not out. The Lakers certainly are not out. And no decision as of yet. Maybe that decision comes down today. Yeah, we'll see. I I, I got a feeling it's going to happen today. And we're going to find out what Kawhi yeah, right. decides. Yeah, kind of hope so. It'd be cool to come out here tomorrow morning, first segment at 6 a.m. Eastern across the country here on CBS Sports Radio and talk about where Kawhi ended up. And I think we both agree that we hope he stays with Toronto. But it seems like, man, there's a lot of direction, a lot of arrows pointing towards that he's heading towards the Lakers. Yeah. So, you know, we did a Which cool bench cut start of this yeah. earlier, too. Sorry, Moose, can continue? No, no, I'm sorry, Taz. I cut you no, off. No, no, I'm just saying we did a, if you want to go listen to the podcast, we did a bench cut start earlier about this with Kawhi and the three teams. So go to Apple Podcasts or Radio.com. You can download the podcast. And check it out there. We went in-depth discussion, really. The first hour calls were plenty as well. People reacting. Uh, and we appreciate that. We'll see where Kawhi ends up, and certainly we'll have it covered here on Taz and the Moose whenever that decision does come down. That's right. Number two. The Warriors will retire Kevin Durant's number 35. Yeah, so after, you know, you know really a, a successful run here, Taz. I mean, you know, they go to three NBA Finals. Uh, you know, he wins two Finals MVPs. There's nothing not to like if you're the Warriors in the Durant era. It doesn't bother me that nobody will wear number 35 again. Uh, I don't know, Moose. Why does it bother you? He's still playing. No, I get it. I mean, you know I, I mean, like he's yeah. not retired. No, I get it. I get it. He's I mean, when did they it. say they'll retire the number? Is it going to be this year? I would assume this, this year. They're, they're putting that out there. But still, like, why would you empower a guy on a different team? Well, I'm sure this has been done in sports. I can't recall. But why would you retire a number of a person that's playing for another team and, you know, you could play them in a championship. You yeah. Know, it's an East Coast team in Brooklyn. You know, I'm just saying it seems a little funky. When was it? Is it this yeah, year? It's, it's not, I don't know if they're going to put the jersey up in the rafters, but they said no one's going to wear 35. Right. Wow. Well, Lakeham just... said that nobody will wear 35 as long as he's co-owner, right? Isn't that what the quote was? Oh, oh, Correct. Well, wait a minute. So with the, with the Cavaliers, did this happen with 23 with LeBron? You were 23 no, with the with, No, with they, didn't. they didn't. So, but I read it a little bit. Who had a better I, run, LeBron or Kevin Durant for each team? I mean, think, I mean, I think we don't. I mean, Dur- well, LeBron won one title. Durant won two with Golden State. I mean, LeBron also delivered a championship to a city that was starving for a title. So you probably say LeBron. Yeah, star power, points yeah. scored, you know. Right, right, right. I read it as a case of that 
nobody's going to wear 35 as long as he's the co-owner. I didn't read it where, and maybe I'm wrong, I didn't read it where there's going to be this great ceremony where they're going to be unveiling and putting his number up to the rafters. I just took it to where nobody's wearing 35, just similar, you know, where you've seen other other teams where their number isn't officially retired, they just don't give the number okay, out. That's a different story, I think, if that's the case. Then that's I the way I, I kind of read it. Yeah, Am I, I, don't I, think, I, I don't mean, think they should say the word retired. You know, just yeah. don't give the number to someone, and no one needs to know. They shouldn't. Even, I'm just saying, don't even let that out to the public. I think it's just trying now, to show. Now you don't want to give that guy. Let's say Tom Brady for some crazy reason. He leaves yeah. the Patriots and he goes to I don't know. He go he goes to the Broncos, whatever. Some whatever, and. You don't want another guy to go there and wear number 12 while Brady's still playing or that he just left. Don't say nothing. Just don't, I mean, Brady might be a bad example. Hey, don't hey, I get don't the give point. the don't number. You don't have to give the number to anyone. That's fair. Just don't talk about it. That's just, fair. You know, no, that's you're, all. you're right about just that. Just because you don't want to remind people who wore 35 there. But to retire, let's say it is retired. I don't you want to retire a guy's number that's still playing for another team. Yeah. Kind of weird. Um, but, yeah, he, so nobody will wear, right. be wearing number 35 right. out in Golden State. All right, next. Angels pitcher Tyler Skaggs dies at the age of 27. Yeah, I mean, just a terrible story. Um, Angels on the road down in Texas to take on the Rangers. Uh, He had pitched, uh, what, a few days earlier. Um, And Tyler Skaggs, at 27 years of age, was found um, unconscious and unresponsive in his hotel room um, and was pronounced dead at the scene. I mean, terrible. Um, You know, you you can read all the things. uh, You know, Mike Mike Sosha spoke glowingly of him. John Carlos Stanton posted something on Instagram as well. It was very, very touching. Um, they canceled the game last night, rightfully so. Uh, there is no cause of death. Uh, they do not believe there was any kind of that it was not suicide, that it was not murder or anything like that. Uh, but um, he was uh, found dead, pronounced dead at the scene, uh, 27 years of age. So uh, certainly, everyone here at Taz and the Moose, our thoughts and prayers go out to uh, Tyler Skaggs, his family. Uh, recently married in uh, in in during the course of the off season as well to his wife to his family uh, to the uh, entire Angels community as well. Uh, just terrible news uh, down in Texas yesterday. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. All right, CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line is brought to you by Geico. Great news. Quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on your car insurance. All right, we got a little Women's World Cup this afternoon. Yeah. Uh, 3 o'clock Eastern time on on Fox, uh, United States, England. Uh, the semifinals for a chance to advance to, uh, to the finals in the Women's World Cup over in France. Uh, the United States are the favorite. Um, now, uh, you predicted correct score last match, 2-1. I had 3-1 United States over France. and ended up right. being a 2-1 final. Uh, you were correct. Who, what do you like today? Well, this is harder, okay, because this is uh, you got semifinals here, right? So, you know, you got a deal where you got England. Uh, you know, uh, weeks back they beat Cameroon. They shut them out 3 nothing, right? So they, they score goals. They got three goals. There. You know, then you got them that they played, who they played? Norway uh, uh, towards the end of uh, June, okay? Uh, and they beat them 3 nothing. Okay, different story with the American team, with the American ladies. Their defense is legit. I don't think you're putting up three goals on the American team. So I predict that the U.S. women's national team will win the game, okay? Will win the game 
two to one, same score as against France. Two to one final. Yeah. Um, okay, I'll go. Uh, I'll go same score as I did last time. Three one. Okay. Um, you could be right. You could be right. They got a pretty good defense. Either of us could be right. I mean, I think we both have we both have them advancing. We're going to be both rooting our rear ends off for them to advance to the final. Um, to beat England this afternoon. Uh, if it ends up being a you know a two one or three one final, so be it. I just want to see them win. I love to see Rapino score and uh, you know they're they're a tremendous a bunch of young women right uh, that play the sport extremely high level. I don't. I think Rapino is going to get deed up on and shut down, and that's going to free up. I feel that's going to free up Alex Morgan, and Alex Morgan, yeah, okay. I think she's going to score be be a big influ- you know, big part of winning this game here, and Kelly O'Hara. Okay. I do think Kelly will, uh, yeah. There you go. I Kelly know, O'Hara and, right and Megan. I, I, I right. talk soccer. You're all, right. I know. You're all over <laughs> You're all over it. Thanks, bro. No, you are. I, I know. Our I, thanks to Ian Thomas, thing, you know? author, yeah. soul of basketball, for joining us earlier on the program. Mike, Pete, bogus with the updates. Uh, guys, enjoy the rest of your Tuesday. Right. Taz, good stuff, brother. Thank you, sir. All Thank right. You. Till tomorrow, everybody. Peace. There's got to be a 10-second runoff here. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.